Romans chapter 7. No, no, no. Romans chapter 4. My, my bad. Romans chapter 4. <clears throat> now I'm looking for my notes here. <laughs> I said to Faith, she said she'd go run them down, but I know they're here. And if I don't find them, that's all right. They're in me. That's where it needs to be the most, right? Just bear with me here a moment. Thank you, Father. Welcome to my flow. You know, that's how, how it is with me. I tell the staff, I say, you ever give me a piece of paper, it better not be the original or the only one. Because <laughs> I'm going to lose it sure enough, and if I do, it's your fault. Because I, t- I hired you and I told you about it. So, thank you, guys. Hallelujah. Father, we come to you, and we thank you for revelation knowledge. Father, thank you for, for furthering us giving us added insight and revelation. Help us to see it like we've never seen it. What it is to have faith. What it is to live by faith and walk by faith and to be able in every season of life under all conditions and circumstances to be able to take the arm of faith, if you will, and reach into the unseen realm and grasp the realities of the blessings and promises of God and pull them into this realm of life where we can live them and receive them and enjoy them. Father, I thank you for helping me to help them today. Help me help them. And Father, how about this? Help them help me in this service to get what we need to get, to hear what we need to hear, to have said what we need to have said. And Lord, we are in faith about that. And we thank you for helping us in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, before I do that, I just reminded, you know, we have an election coming up. They're all important. Amen. But everyone's just vitally, vitally important. And you just need to pray. And you need to be led by God and, and, and vote your conscience and vote, vote, vote Bible. Amen. Vote the Bible. Vote your values. Uh, I was invited to go to a pastor's uh, breakfast with uh, Kentucky's junior senator, Rand Paul, who's on the ballot. He's a great man. I'll be voting for him. Don't mind tell you. He's a great man. He's a godly man, not a perfect man, but loves our country, loves our state, and uh, has really, I think, resisted very well the corruptive influences of Washington and different politics. And he's been beat up, assaulted, you know, for his stand and different things, and Anyway, seemed to have a very genuine interest in what we pastors thought, you know, was important. One of the things that he mentioned that I didn't know about is that on the ballot in Kentucky this year, there will be a constitutional amendment on there tweaking the language in the Kentucky Constitution, giving the legislature, just clarifying, they already have it, but just clarifying that the legislature has the right under Kentucky Constitution to set rules and laws and regulations regarding abortion in the state. Just to clarify it. And uh, he said he wasn't real happy with the, the, the language on that amendment seems very vague. But he said, you know, if you just want to tell your parishioners this constitutional amendment's on there, he's concerned about the lack of awareness about what the amendment will do, what the language will do. It's not banning abortion or anything like that. It's just clarifying under the state constitution that our representatives in Frankfurt have the ability in the state to set the rules for how our state's going to function in that, in that area. And so I'm for that, you know. I'm for that, and if you're not for it, that's fine. But I wanted you to know it was on there. And uh, Dr. Suzanne has some material 
about that she reminded me about that was given to her that would educate you about that. And uh, so anyway, wanted to let you know that. Be sure. I don't know if there's early voting and all that, but if you're not registered, you need to get registered and let your voice be heard. Amen. 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 Praise God. All right. I'm excited about this. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. You know, uh, by God's grace, he's, he's enabled me for a number of years now, two and a half decades, to, uh, to be able to get some things done in my life and get some things into my life. How about this? Get some things out of my life yes, that are not, they didn't happen naturally. They happened supernaturally because God was able, putting me around the right people, getting me under the right man of God, enlightened me as I studied the scriptures. I don't know near what I need to know and what I'm going to know tomorrow about, about faith, but I know enough to get some things done in my life, and I'm just so excited about it. You just won't be left to yourself, left to the natural, left to your ability, left to your education. You know, I don't, I, thank God we're not left. The Bible says that this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Amen. Or your faith. Uh, you know, the woman with the issue of the blood, of blood, she suffered with that disease for 12 years, didn't she? She suffered many things. And the doctors of her day, they did everything they could, I'm sure. They were well-intentioned. But after 12 years, she spent all her money on doctors and physicians. And the Bible said she was no better, but even rather grew worse. So see, being left to the natural... She's just going to have to suffer with that, probably die with that at some point. But she heard of Jesus. She heard of Jesus. And the Bible says in Mark 5, when she heard, she said. She said, if I but touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made well. Well, then she went out and did what she said based on what she heard. And power flowed right out of Jesus' garment into her body. And she knew immediately. Not five treatments, not ten treatment. Immediately that she was healed of that plague. And Jesus turned and said to her, daughter, your faith. Amen. Notice, he didn't say my power. He didn't say you're one of the lucky ones God's deciding to heal today. He looked at her and said, daughter, your faith has made you whole. Whole. Whole means nothing missing, nothing broken. Well, that sounds really good to me. And this way I think about it. If her faith could make her whole, then my faith can make me whole. Your faith can make you whole. <laughs> Are you interested? Hallelujah. Well, I thought I would move on today about in our, in our study about how to get faith. But God said, no, 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 you're not. Don't, don't, don't rush past this. Spend more time helping them see what faith is. And so today we're going to talk for a few minutes about the one-two punch of faith. Amen? Now, don't get me and don't make fun of me. I'm not a mechanical guy. I'm not like, I don't know, I don't know much about cars. I know you push the button and it goes. You know, I, I, know, I know a few things. But uh, I know that the more cylinders you have, the more oomph you got. Right. And so it doesn't sound, you know, like a lot, but really the faith engine only needs really two cylinders. You know, does this work right? There's a piston, right? And it goes in and out, in and out. It pumps gas in, explosion, all that spark plug. Am I anywhere near the right thought? And the more of that you have going on, choom, choom, the more power you got coming out. Am I? Okay, don't make fun of me, but anyway. 
Amen. Well, praise God. You know, faith's got a one-two punch to it. And you've got to have both of those things chugging and churning. Fueled by the Word of God. And you just get these two one-two punch flow, these two cylinders of faith going, you'll be going somewhere. Amen. And the Lord told me very specifically, gave me a scripture roadmap. I'm just following Him. What scripture to start with, what to go next, and all that. So here we go. In Romans chapter 4, beginning in verse 17, uh, again writing about Abraham, it says, As it is written, I have made thee, this is what God declared to Abraham all those years ago. I have, notice he didn't say I'm going to. He said, I have made thee a father of many nations. Now that's just hilarious because he hadn't had one kid yet. Amen. He's an old man, she's an old woman at that point. Before him whom he what? He believed. I see that, Father. I see it. Whom he believed, even God. Now talking about God who quickens the dead, raises the dead, gives life to the dead, and calls those things which be not as though they were. To call, what do you have to do to call? You have to speak. See, I didn't see that in my study, but I see it here. The one-two punch of faith is simply this, believing and speaking. It's very simple. Believing and speaking. That's the two cylinders... Of the faith engine. That's going to make, you've got to have it or it's not faith. These two elements have to be at work in you or you're not going anywhere. Amen. Believing and calling. Not calling those things that are as though they are. What does that sound like? Oh, you're tired, so you say, Oh, I'm so tired. You're sick, so you say, I'm, I'm just so sick. And then people put possessive pronouns on it, like my flu, my cough, my this, my this, our this, our that. You know, God can't help it. You get, get it off of you if you call it yours. I don't have a bum knee or a bum foot or a, bu- or a bad elbow. I don't have a bad back. But how many of you, that's what you say? You don't understand why you keep getting a healing line and you keep leaving hurting. But all the time out of your mouth is my bad back. I have a bad back. All my discs are bad. It's bone on bone. La, 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 la. Listen, that may be the fact of it. But facts are not the truth. Facts are temporary, you know, situations that exist in the natural realm. But truth supersedes facts. The fact may be you have a bad back. But the truth is, by his stripes you were healed. And the truth, that truth, will change those facts. But again, I've been talking to you for several weeks now about this is a lifestyle. You've got to learn this is the way I live. This is a new flow for me. This is just not something I do every now and then when I'm really in trouble as a last-ditch effort because I'm desperate. This is the way we live. So how do we live? We live believing and calling, believing and speaking. We believe what God said and we call those, just like he does, we call those things that be not as though they were. Now he he pointed to Abraham in that, didn't he? He said, now I have, you are Abraham, a father of many nations. He took him outside on a clear night. Remember that? He said, look up, count the stars if you can. He said, so shall your descendants be. 
He's trying to give him a word picture to get his mind and his heart off of the natural and the natural circumstance. So what God gave him, he gave him a word picture because on an every clear night, he can go out and go, there's my family. And remember what God said. God, God did not say, someday when I get ready, you will have enough kids that you'll become what I want you to be. No, he said, I have called you a father of many nations. God called it as he wanted it, not the way it was. God didn't from the throne look down before the universe and the earth and the sun and all that was ever came into being and say, he didn't say, man, it's dark out there. What if he'd have said that? It would have been infinitely dark, forever dark. But he didn't look at the dark and talk about the darkness. He said, let there be light. And there was light. You got to learn to live this way. You're looking at things that be not. Your marriage be not. Your kids be not. Your health be not. Your bills be not. Your job be not. Whatever. And call it what you want it. Not what it is. Are you with me? Hallelujah. So in whom he believed. Now what did Abraham believe? He believed what God said about him. Even God who quickens the dead and calls those things which be not as though they were. Who against hope believed in hope. That, what's that mean? That just means he had no natural reason to have any sort of expectation. Yeah, right. Nothing in the natural told him he could be what God said he was. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. But in spite of the way it looked and the way he felt, he believed according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. Yeah. And being not weak in faith. This tells me you can be weak in faith. <clears throat> you can be weak in faith. Jesus looked at a couple of people in the Gospels and he marveled and called their faith great. He put his arm around the centurion and said, I've not seen faith like this, not even in Israel. This, this Gentile here. It was a faith mixed with a revelation on authority. He said, I've not seen anything like this. He marveled. But he also marveled at other people's unbelief. He was shocked at their lack of faith. At his own disciples, they'd been with him I don't know how long. They get in the boat and get a little bit wet. They get a little bit wet. And they're begging and crying, saying, well, you don't care about us. Why are you going to let us die out here? Why are you going to let us perish? We don't have a life jacket or nothing. You're up there asleep. You don't care about us. Why are you going to let us do this? Why did that? Why? Why? He gets up, rebukes the wind, rebukes the sea. And he turns to them and says, where's your faith? You know, a lot of pastors, I mean, they've been preaching faith to their congregations for decades and, and they're standing up going, where's your faith? First time that, you know, they've been pre putting faith in their people for all these years and then first little storm comes along and the congregation member falls apart. And you want to say, where's your faith? Where's all this faith I've been teaching? Right. You know, this faith I've been teaching, it's not just a nice little Bible lesson. This is for now. Right. This is why this yeah. moment you're in, this is why I've been teaching you this yeah. all, these, yeah. all these years. Where have you been? You've been paying attention? Just come to church, wave your hanky? You think we're just up here playing around? Hallelujah. Can you tell I've been around my man of God a little bit? I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to be like him anyway. Just, hallelujah. He's kind of intense like that. I like it. Hallelujah. So in being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body. In other words, he didn't pay attention to what his body told him. 
You got to learn how to be in pain, not pay attention to it. Yeah. You got to learn how to look at bad situations and laugh. <laughs> right? Just laugh. Right? If you believe anything, believe God's for you, not against you. Believe God cares about you. You're gathering some scriptures about your situation. You know it's not going to stay that way. Amen. Well, what are you down about? What are you sad about? Well, because I'm under pressure right now. Well, welcome to the pressure club. Welcome to, the, welcome to life. Amen. Yeah. And being not weak in faith, he did not consider his own body now dead. When he was about 100 years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. Now notice this, he staggered not. That means he wavered not. He didn't stumble at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith. Now there's two things mentioned here that made Abraham strong in faith, and you can, you can do both of them. The first one's just really easy, giving glory to God. You have enough faith right there and you feel like crying, things are not going your way. So, Father, I just praise you. Father, I worship you. Father, I give you glory. I know I'm coming out of this. You're the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You're the God that shut down the lion's den. You're my God. And I just glow. You could do that. You could do that with tears streaming down your face. Amen. And then it said, and being fully persuaded, or the New King James says fully convinced. Fully convinced. Well, fully convinced at what? What's that scripture say? Fully convinced, fully persuaded. Come on, this is, you can do this. If you, if you believe God is God. You know, the God of Jupiter. You know, God who made Saturn in its rings. God that raised Jesus from the dead. Hallelujah. I told God, you know, I'm believing for a certain situation in my body. I told him yesterday, I said, now, Father, here you got Jesus. His body had been whipped and marred and totally torn apart. They couldn't even tell. The Bible says in Isaiah, you couldn't even tell he was a human being by the time they got done with him. They wrapped him up in those grave clothes, and you were able to get that body three days dead, raised up, full of life, healed, restored, glorified, got enough power, he's never had plug-in, recharge, been alive 2,000 years. And I, I, this body's got life in it. That's right. This body's got a lot of life in it. How easy it would be for you to fix that? Right? You've got to talk to yourself, convince yourself this is not hard for God. Not hard for God. Hallelujah. Anyway, but uh, he, he was fully persuaded, what? That God was able to perform what he promised. It wasn't about his body being old. Well, it wasn't about Sarah's body being old. It was about, he made it about God being able to do what he said. This is what faith is, my friends. What is faith? Faith is taking God's word for it. That's what faith is. Faith is taking, well, I, I'm this, well, that, well, you know, how, how this, how, stop all that foolishness. You're in your brain. You're in your head. I know what that's like. Stop it. How's he going to get the money? I'm on a fixed income. How could we ever have this? How, stop it. God is able to perform what he promised. Faith is simply taking God at his word. Period. That's it. 
That's, that's what faith is. Faith, faith is trusting God to do what he said he would do. Can you guys put up there, you don't have to turn to it, but just put up there Numbers 23, verse 19. You might write that reference down. Numbers 23, 19, great verse. Amen. Need to put this verse in your heart. Praise God. Uh, num- Numbers 23, 19 says, God is not a man. Now, aren't you glad? Other translations say, God is not a human being that tells lies. See that he should lie. People lie to you, don't they? People say they're going to do something, then they don't do it. Right? Yeah, they lie. Or, neither the Son of Man, that he should repent. That word repent means change your mind. Other translations say change your mind. See, God is not a human being that changes mind. When God said, when he laid down in the covenant, amen, that healing is part of that covenant, he's not going to change his mind. In fact, he cannot. That's what that's the beauty of covenant. He cannot change his mind. You know what? Even if God woke up and he just had this little thing that I I don't want to forgive Nikki, I'm just done with her. He can't. He he can't not forgive Miss Nikki. Yeah, there's nothing to forgive. She's just a little Miss Perfect, like my wife Amber, you know. Praise God, right, brother? Yes. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Trying to help you have a good Christmas. So anyway. But I'm just telling you, because of covenant, even if God woke up and said, I am just done with that Scotty guy. I'm just through with him. He's never going to get it. Well, no. If you say, God, please forgive me, he goes, mm, have to. Done. And now, thank God, he's not, he's not like that anyway. He's just love and mush and, you know, and kind and, you know, in a good way. So if you repent, he has to forgive you. ding a ling a Hallelujah. I'm just telling you that wonderful. So look at this. God is, don't put him in the class of the guy who swindled you, lied to you. Don't, don't, God is not your, your bad dad. God is not your bad mom. God is not, you know, the coach that lets you down. God is not a politician. God is not a man that he should lie. Neither the son of man that he should repent or change his mind. Look at what he said. Hath he said, shall he not do it? Hath he spoken, shall he not make it good? Yes, he will. Yes, he will. I said, yes, he will. Yes, he will. The, uh, uh, what's it? The Lexham English Bible says, God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of humankind that he should change his mind. Has he said, and will he not do it? Amen. The New Living Translation says, God is not a man, so he does not lie. In the Hebrews, it says, it is impossible for God to lie. Impossible for God to lie. He is not human, so he does not change his mind. Has he ever spoken and failed to act? The answer is no. Has he ever promised and not carried it through? No. Hallelujah. When you learn this, the simplicity of it, faith is taking God at his word. Take his word for it. And you know he can't lie. 
and he cannot fail. Well, then the, then the only thing left, honey, is what did he say? That, that's, that's, you should be white, right? That's what you should pique your interest. Faith is taking his word at it. Once you find out what he said, he cannot lie. He will never change his mind about it. It is set in stone. It is eternal. The Bible says in Psalms that his word is settled forever in heaven. Bam, period, done. You know, there's no Bible 2.0 coming. Amen. Amen. Come on. You know, I just had to update my, my iPhone. I, 16, got to update my iPad, whatever program it's on. Update, update, update. There ain't no update to the Bible coming. It's perfect. It's got everything in it you need. So you and I should be profoundly interested in what did he say? What did he say? What did he say? Well, come on. Some things we repeat all the time. The Bible says about our finances, if you give, it will be given to you. Press down, shaking together, running over in good measure that God will meet it back. God will cause men to give back into your bosom. Listen, if believers really believed that, took God's word for it, they'd go sell stuff to have something to bring. People don't believe it. They don't believe it. But I see, I'm believing it more and more. I've been telling God since last week, I gave, I gave it your direction. I gave what I didn't really want to give, I gave. And now it must be. You talk to God like that? Absolutely, I talk to God like that. It must be. He said it. Shall he not do it? He promised. Shall he not make it good? See, God is not the problem. So why aren't these things happening? Well, because we just haven't had, we haven't brought him a little, simple, childlike faith that looks up at Daddy God and says, I can have a new dress next week? Yes, honey. Oh, you know, just like a little kid. Just like a little, you just take, take God's word for it. Faith is taking God's word for it. Like you'd take the word of your doctor. Like you'd take the word of your lawyer. Like you'd take the word of your spouse. Like you'd take the word of your best friend. You know, there's a few people in your life, if they told it to you, you know it's good. Not very many, but if you find one or two people like that in your life, man, you're blessed. But that's God's flow. That's who, that's who God is. Let, let's take time here. Let's look at this one. This is just so awesome. Let's go to Luke chapter 1. Y'all all right? Got a little more time on your hands here? Hallelujah. You guys tell me, what is faith? Believing and speaking. Taking God's word for it. Well, believing is seeing. I got to see it first. Nope. That's not, that's not even, that's not believing. I got to see it first. You got to prove it to me. You, that really says something about how you judge the character, the veracity of God. Well, I don't believe in things I can't see. Well, do you have a brain? We're wondering about you. Do, you. do you. do you have a brain? Have you ever seen it? Some of us are wondering, right? 
Don't tell me you can't believe in things you can't see. Yeah. We believe in things we can't see all the time. I'm not interested in seeing my brain. If you're smart about it. That means something bad happened. Right? All right, let's get over here. Remember, this is, uh, this is Mary. And Gabriel comes to Mary and says, Blessed are you among women. Highly favored are you with God. And uh, he tells her about cousin Elizabeth that's already six months pregnant with a baby she couldn't have. And in verse 37 says, For with God nothing shall be impossible. And now Mary speaks up. And Mary said, Behold the handmaid of the Lord. I love this. Look at the first thing she said out of her mouth to that angel. Be it unto me, as the, as the doctor would say. No, Be it unto me according to thy word. Notice Mary's all about what was being said to her. And she's a virgin, never been with a man. She's betrothed to a man, but she's not with him. And God said, you're going to have, you're going to have a baby without knowing a man. That's a whopper. That's a whopper with extra sauce on it. I mean, that's a whopper. Amen. Be it unto me according to thy word. And then the angel departed. And Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste into the city of Judah and entered into the house of Zacharias and saluted Elizabeth. And it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, hey, hey, this Mary, come to see you, cuz. The baby, uh, Elizabeth's baby, leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost and spoke. Now what, I say, what happens when you get filled with the Holy Ghost? You, you speak. And she spoke out with a loud voice and said, Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. And whence is this to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For lo, as soon as the voice of thy salutation sounded in my ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. Now notice this. And blessed is she that believed. For there shall be a performance of those things which were told her of the Lord. Brother Tony, what was God going to perform in Mary's life? What was, what was God going to perform in Mary's life? What He said. Mary believed. Now it came through the message of an angel. We don't have faith in Gabriel. We have faith in the, mes in the message that God had for her. So by the Spirit, Elizabeth is prophesying, says, Blessed, Mary, blessed are you that believed, for there shall be a performance of those things which were told her of the Lord. So what was Mary's faith based on? What God said. What's your faith based on? Are you sure? That's the way it should be, but are you sure? Or is what are you really believing what you're feeling? Or is what you're really believing what you're seeing? We're supposed to be wrapped up with what did God say? First and foremost, what did He say to us in His Word? But then you know what? What did he say to you by, by his spirit? Yeah. See, I walked out. We were just kind of looking at a, at a vehicle. 
you know, that blue and tan expedition we had all those years. Eddie Bauer bought it a couple years used, but by far the nicest car we'd ever had. And uh, we were interested enough in it to go back to the back room and talk to the guy. I didn't have my driver's license, so he asked me for it, so I was going out to the car. And I heard God say this in my spirit, in my heart. He said, do you want that? He said, would you like to have that? Woo! Now see, when you hear God... You better not answer in line with your checkbook. My checkbook said I couldn't have it. He didn't say, God didn't say to me, will your budget allow? That's not what God said to me. God said to me, would you like that? Would you like to have that? Well, I just said, Father, yes, I would. Then I heard him say in response to me, go buy it, I'll pay for it. Get you along, I'll pay the payment. Be the easiest thing you ever did. And it was. Amen. Vehicle never gave us, never struggled, never laid on a payment, never struggled with a payment. That's right. Now, when I went back in there, I wasn't back in there making a business deal. I had faith in. See, I could have, I'm not just buying it presuming that God would do it for me. He said it by His Spirit to me about that. So now, it's all about what do you believe about what he said. It's not about your checkbook anymore. Now, don't go buy something and assume based on what I... God spoke to me that day about that car. See, this is what you you have got to hear from God. Faith is all about what did he say. I could have faith for that purchase because he told me. He told me. Are you with me? And he, I, had, I, had, I had that something to believe. I didn't care about the negotiation at that point. I'm leaving with it. I'm leaving with it. And he did. How did we get this building built? Oh, it's a long story. But see, through all the tests and all the trials, for me, my part, it wasn't just me, it was all of us, but my, my part is I heard God say build it. He didn't give me a budget number. He said, build the building. He said, I want you to get in position. I need you to get land on a major thoroughfare. It, doesn't have, it cannot have a neighborhood feel. It's got to have a regional feel. I want it to be easily accessible so everybody in the region can come. I want you to get in position for a last day move of my spirit. Well, it doesn't matter. It don't matter about economy. It didn't matter about the 08 crash. It didn't matter about interest rates. It didn't matter about how... Uh, how many people I had in the church because by the time we got to the bottom of that, I had about half the people. The worst, I had about half the people we started with. I said, God, I got to build smaller. I don't have the money. It's just too big. And he didn't care about none of that. He said, I said, build it. I said, build it the way you want it. Build it to the, what's in your heart. He wouldn't let me out of it. Well, see, I could have faith of that. Other pastors try it and fail and go to the hospital or die under the pressure. Why? Because I heard him say. See, what is God going to perform in your life? Brother Jerry, what is God going to perform in your life? Can you give me an answer? Yeah. Did he say? Did he say new house or is that just what you want? He gave you a word. He gave him a phrase, gave him a word. See, that's what you hang on to. That's your word. That's your word. I know I put you on the spot. That's fine. You don't know. You can go get your, the devil beat your brains out. 
Well, I think he did. I think he did. No, don't get out there on I think he did. You think about what Jesus said to Peter. Peter said, if it be you on the water, bid me come. He got Jesus in a box now. I mean, he's not a man. He can't lie. I already went over that with you. Peter put him in a box. He said, well, come on. It's me. Come. But see, now Peter, one little word. What's God going to perform? Now God's got to provide. If Peter acts on that word, if he believes that word, if he pulls the trigger on that word, God has got to upend physics. God has got to suspend all the natural laws of buoyancy and provide the power that would enable that fisherman to walk on the water. And he did. He did. He did. He did. He did the impossible for a while. Amen. One word. Come. And God said, oh man, I've got to to suspend all the natural laws of how this natural world works to make my word good. And the Bible says in Jeremiah 1.12 that God hastens. He hastens. He's watching over his word to perform it. God's not going to perform what you need. God's not performing what you want. God performs his word. So when you get it, especially when you get it in that book. You said, oh, Father, right here it says you've forgiven all my iniquities and healed all my diseases. And if you've got the stuff, if you've got the gumption to pull the trigger like Peter on that one word come and you flat believe that scripture, God will have to, if he has to send an angel down there with a new heart, take your old heart out, put your new heart in, he will do whatever he's got to do. Wigglesworth said this, he said, it seems like God was willing to pass over a million people just to get to that one person who's in faith. Be that one person that just decides to take God's word for it. Now, a lot of people, they want to, let's do it quick. We're almost out of time here. Uh, Go to Mark 11. Oh, no. Brother Scott said, "Uh uh-oh. God's not performing what you need. He's performing his word. It's all about what did he say? What did he say? What did he say? What did he say? Hallelujah. And when you take that word and you give it the one-two punch, bam, bam. What's that? Believing and speaking. We're going to finish right here with that thought. Then he he has to, he will, he will not fail. He will make that good. If he's got to turn the world upside down, turn it inside out to make it good in your life, he will. God caused water to come out of a rock. He said, get out in the wilderness. There's no Walmart out there. There's no, there's no, there's no Hardee's. There, there's, no, there's no just hamburgers out there. There's not even a Sonic. You can't get a corn dog. I mean, there's nothing. They got babies. So there's no pharmacy. But they obeyed him. And God proved him, said he was able to take care of them. And in these last days, God, if you'll trust him, He's going to take care of us in these last days. 
He's going to pay our bills. He's going to keep us safe. He's going to take care of us. Amen. God doesn't have any favorite children. He's not a respecter of people. He is a respecter of faith. So if I believe Him and you don't and I have and you go without, that's on you. If you believe and I don't, then you get it and I go without. And that's on me. All right, praise God. Look at here, Mark eleven twenty two, And Jesus answering said unto them, Have faith in God. Now we know uh, right here in the margin of my Cambridge Bible, it says have the faith of God. That's what the Greek original says. Have the God kind of faith. Well, I don't believe that God would tell us to have His kind of faith and then us not be able to have it. I don't believe God's stupid, do you? I don't believe He's unfair. So if He said have the God kind, then we can have the God kind. Now He's going to demonstrate how the God kind of faith works. Let's look at it. Verse 23 says, For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say, that's speaking, unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe. That's believing. Speaking and believing. But shall believe in their heart that those things that he says, that's speaking, shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith or says. He will have whatever he says. He will have whatever he says, believing in his heart. What is faith? The two punch of faith. Believing and speaking. Believing and speaking. This is what you ought to spend the biggest majority of your day doing every day. Believing and speaking. Not whining and griping. Not moaning and groaning, but believing and speaking. So I know it sounds so simple. The devil wants to tell you that won't work. But I'm telling you, for 2,000 years, believers have been all kinds of, all kinds of things. All, just, it, it's unspeakable. What people who took God at His word and believe it and spoke it. And Abraham, he didn't know how that was all going to come to pass, but he just believed it and he kept speaking it. He just believed it and kept speaking it. He kept looking up at the stars. Then God changed his name from Abram to Abraham, which means the father of many children, right? So, hey, Abram, no, no, that's not my name anymore. God changed my name. You're going to say, Abraham, you're going to call, I want to hear you call me my new name. I am the father of many nations. Hallelujah. Believing and speaking, do you see it? Let's go to Romans. Two more references and then we're finished. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Who's this work for? Anyone who works it? Anyone who works it. Romans chapter 10. What is faith? Well, faith is taking God's word for it and then you do something with what he said. You believe it and you speak it. I didn't go and sign those paperwork and sign up to that car payment and, and because I did that because I believed. I believed what he told me in the parking lot. And then, you know, you get away from it. You got 30 days, 45 days, first payment's coming. I didn't start saying, oh, I hope I did the right thing. Oh, that payment's coming. Oh, what are we going to do? I kept speaking in line with what he said. God said it'd be the easiest thing I ever did. So that's the way I talked about it. Amen. Yes, sir. Amen. 
believing and speaking. That's what you have to believe. What do you believe about your body? That's what you need to be speaking about your body. See, I believe I'm whole. I believe I'm well. I believe I'm pain free. What's that based on? What he said. Well, how do you feel? Don't ask me how I feel. What I feel is irrelevant. I'm all about what did he say. That's what I'm looking at. God said that he forgave all my sins and he has healed all my diseases. He bore my sicknesses. He carried my pains. That's all I care about. What wins he going to do? I don't care. To me, it's done. I have his word. I'm taking his word for it. It's just that simple. Don't make it complicated. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Romans 10, verse 8. But what saith it, Paul said by the Spirit? The word is far from you in your car and under a bunch of stuff and dirty laundry from three weeks ago. You see, people say, I'm believing, believing. Pastor, I'm believing, I'm believing, I'm believing. And I, I ask them what they're believing. What is the scripture? What did God, and they don't know. Well, they're very sweet and they're very sincere, but they're not in faith because faith is taking God's word for it and you don't have a word. You don't have a word. You might as well pray, twinkle, twinkle, little star, how I wonder where you are. What is the word? Remember the Veggie Tale, the Jonah movie? Joni, what, Jonah, what's the word? What's the word? What's the word? Remember Jonah would wake up and walk through town, the little asparagus? Is that what it Jonah, what's the word? What's the word? Because he's the prophet. What's the word? They wanted to know what the word was. Well, what's, what's your word, Mr. Doodad? Well, you know, I heard you say, Pastor, about three weeks ago, a scripture on finances I really like. That's what I'm believing. <laughs> You're really sweet, honey, but you don't care enough to even go find the reference? Don't tell me you're believing. You're not. You're assuming, you're presuming, you're being foolish. And that's why it's not working. You get the word and you hide it in your heart. And you believe it and you speak it. What saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. Where's it supposed to be? Not in the trunk of your car. Or on your dead cell phone, Bible app. The word has got to be near you. How near? In your heart and in your mouth. The word of God in two places. Most people have rebellion and offense and hurt feelings and doubt and fear and unbelief. That's what's in their heart and that's what's in their mouth and that's why things are not going good. I'm preaching really good. Y'all are not encouraging me very much here, but hallelujah. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in your heart. There it is. The one-two punch of faith. Believe in your heart and say with your mouth. Believe it. How long do I have to do it? Till it shows up. Till you, go to the, till you wake up and you go, you know what, honey? I hadn't hurt my back in a week. And then get your mind off and go back to the Word. It's like this lady came up to Dr. Jacobs in a healing line one time. She said, well, do you think God's got something for this? And uh, like a half of a grapefruit size tumor sticking out of her dress. And before Dr. Jacobs could think, he punched that tumor as hard as he could. And it went uh -huh. and disappeared under his hand. Yeah. 
And the lady said, where'd it go? Where'd it go? And he goes, don't, don't, who cares? Nobody, don't look for it. You, you don't care where it went. It's like, did it fall down my pant leg? You know, where did it go? Who cares? I love what he said. He said, life swallowed it up, honey. Just let it go. How long do I have to do it? We believe and we speak until it comes to pass. It took seven years to the month to buy the land, from buying the land to moving in and having our first service. Seven years of believing and speaking. Yeah. So he said, "If you now look at verse 10. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Now he's talking about how to get born again, but that's the recipe to get anything you want from God. That's how you do it right there. If you believe in your heart and confess, you, you know, with the heart man believes unto healing and with the mouth confession is made unto healing. And not God's gonna, but I have it now. My needs are met. They're not gonna be met. Because I can put it into the present and past tense because I have His Word for it. I have His Word for it. Last scripture, 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Y'all getting anything out of this? I'm, I preached myself happy this morning. I'm going to go home. I'm going to spend the rest of my day resting. I've got a few things to do. But I'm going to spend the rest of my day believing things. I'm believing God's filling every seat in this church with a hungry, breathing human being. Hallelujah. They're coming from the north, the south, the east, and the west. They're coming from near. They're coming from far. You better keep coming and get your seat. Because someone's after your seat. <laughs> They're hungrier than you. They're going to get it. Amen. I'm believing my God meets all my... I'm believing this building's paid off. Praise God. I'm calling my house paid off. Going to my house. It's a paid for house. Calling those things which be not as though they were. You watch. Before long, I won't have a mortgage. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians 4.13. 4.13. We having. Does it say we're struggling to get? No. I just, I, I'm just struggling. I, I, I'm just praying that he'll give me the faith. No. Come on. We have. Come on. Agree with the Bible. Agree. Think about it the way he says it. Think about it the way the Bible says it. You're not, you don't, you're not trying to get faith. If you're trying to get faith, you need to get born again. That's right. Romans 12, 3 says that God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. You've got your very own measure of the God kind of faith in you right now. Use it. How do I use it? Believe and speak. Believe and speak. And don't be moved. Don't be turned aside. That's all I do. I don't, if I need to cry, I'll cry, but I'm not going to let questions come out of my mouth. I'm not going to let anything come out of my mouth that's contrary to what I'm believing. Philippians, or not Philippians, 2 Corinthians 4.13 says, For we having the same spirit of faith. Same spirit of faith. Who, whose faith is our faith like? Jesus. Jesus. He stood at Lazarus' tomb and he believed. But nothing happened till he what? Spoke. He believed it. And he stood there and he spoke. He said, Lazarus, come forth. 
And he wasn't shaking, wondering if it was going to work. Amen. He wasn't sitting there contemplating the loss of his reputation because God might let him down. He stood there with authority and he said, Lazarus, come out of that tomb. Yes, sir. And here he came, <laughs> hopping out of the darkness. Can you imagine? Can you imagine being there that day? Wow. Really, he's quoting this back to David. The same spirit of faith as David had. David running at Goliath. Chopping his head off, then going after all of his brothers. Facing and conquering enemies and challenges all his life. Taking ground for God. The Bible says here in 2 Corinthians 4.13 that we have, we having the same spirit of faith. Now, notice what it says, because we have the same spirit of faith that Paul had, David had, Jesus had, amen, Wigglesworth had, Summerall, Hagen, Copeland. What's his name? Jerry Seville, coming in a few weeks. Yeah, I'm trying to get this part, I'll let you go. What's it say? According as it is written, I what? I believed, and therefore I have spoken. Are you seeing this? Scripture after Scripture after Scripture. The one-two punch of faith. How many of you have a spirit? You do? You're born again? How many of you have a mouth? You do. You got everything you need to move every mountain in your life. You got everything you need to run cancer out, demons out. Depression out, poverty out, tragedies out, accident out, failure out. You got everything you need right now. You're leaving here with everything you need. Everything you need. Everything you need. For your calling, for your destiny, you got everything you need. If you got God in your spirit, (laughs) you've got a covenant written down. Amen. You got a believer and a speaker. It's like Mark Hankins says, make sure your speaker is, your believer is hooked up to your speaker. Take that HDMI cable out of your brain. Your mouth has been plugged into your brain. Unplug that. And plug your speaker into your believer. And turn it up. Amen. I don't care how bad it is. I don't care what you're facing. If you'll get interested about what he said, and let the Holy Ghost quicken a scripture to you or speak to you by his spirit like he did Brother Jerry about a house. Gave him a phrase. That thing will come to pass. It's going to come to pass. Because God spoke to him. And if God said it, he can have it if he'll believe it and speak it. Amen. You feel... You feel you know, when I leave my arm workout, it's like all the blood's in your arms, and you're like, oh, man, I'm like, I'm like Arnold Schwarzenegger right now. I want, you feel, I want you leaving feeling like that. Anybody not feel like that? You wouldn't tell me if you did, would you? You remember the Saturday, you're too young, the Saturday Night Life skit, I am here to pump you up. <laughs> Come on, I am here to pump you up. Go look it up on YouTube. Hans and Franz. Yeah, Hans and Franz. I am here to pump you up with faith. (laughs) Stand up on your feet today. Hallelujah. 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 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You got any situation?